0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Morning Majolus Podcast. Welcome back to Pulse95. I'm Louis Denham and I'm uh, joined by George Arbid, who is an architect who practices back in Beirut in Lebanon. Now, we're here at the Sharjah Architecture uh, Triennial and it's an incredible event. And I'd like to ask yourself because sustainability is a major initiative uh, in charge at the moment especially with cop 28 coming up i'd like to ask you how much is sustainability becoming a part of architecture
1: well uh, it should have been always a part of architecture right and i uh, my argument is that even the architecture of the let's say 40s 50s 60s that people considered to be modern but they looked mostly at its style it had this sustainability issue uh, in the back of its mind. I'm talking about the architects, of course. And here in the exhibition, you would see that many of these architects treated uh, climate response. They treated with local materials. They tried to integrate their buildings in the societies for which they were building and have them appropriate the work. Of course, not all of them, sometimes it's gimmicks and so on, but sustainability is not only about high-tech facades and a checklist uh, to be uh, in a code. Mm-hmm. It is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have hopes that digging into archives uh, will allow us to learn from precedents and not look at styles, rather uh, take what is essential in this architecture mm-hmm. and learn from it. Uh, we, we have several examples here. Mm-hmm. You have Hassan Fethi on the side. You have uh, people in the other room, uh, uh, Patrice Dumasier and Farawi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, another project by Fethi mm-hmm. over there. Uh, you have the Hindi chalet that uh, tells us about local construction that was high-tech. And this is uh, important. This is a, a chalet in Lebanon mm-hmm. and Lebanon had a heyday yeah. uh, in, in those days. And we're talking 50s, 60s, 70s.
0: So um, it's important to look at and recognize the past archives to potentially recognize and prepare ourselves for the future of architecture.
1: Certainly, archives speak to us. They help us renovate buildings properly because when you know, when you have the knowledge about the original intentions the property of the materials used uh, the variety of ways to add to buildings You know, when we speak about sustainability it doesn't mean to keep buildings as they are if you want to use them for adaptive reuse of course, life happens and buildings have a longer life than we we do than we we think Mm. so it is always possible no matter how uh, uh... no matter the condition of these buildings Mm -hmm. it's always possible to give them a new life Mm -hmm. and therefore archives are here to help us with that Mm
0: -hmm. and of course we are here at the sharjah architecture uh, triennial hosted of course in sharjah now i'd like to ask you being an architect in the arab region is uh, sharjah considered an international hub for the arab region when it comes to architecture
1: Uh, well certainly there is more and more interest in sharjah not only for uh, traditional architecture, that is of course great in this part of the world, but also the triennial has been looking at the future through the work of architects, artists. And uh, it is a hub for me because I think that they bring together all these voices. Mm. Uh, It is not specialized enough, and that's good. In other words, it keeps open the possibilities. And I think that uh, inviting me here to do this, to curate this exhibition, for me is the best proof that they are looking uh, not only to the past, because we're dealing with past things, but it's looking at the future. Mm. And I do hope that this will trigger more interest and research about our history in architecture. We d- did contribute in the Arab world to modernism. And uh, I think this battle of who did it i mean was it a foreign architect or a local architect was it done under foreign presence in the country or not i think this is not the debate the debate is what is the best for us Yes, absolutely and
0: uh, i did mention that you um you practice over in beirut in lebanon now i know that you're also a founding member and director of the arab center for architecture back in beirut um, but i'd like to ask you how does the architectural style differ from beirut to the rest of the world Um, in terms of the styles and the history of the architecture?
1: Mm. Well, uh, if we are to believe, and I do believe, Mm. uh, that architecture is a cultural product. Of course, it's a technical product, it's an artistic product, it's an economical product. Um, And good architecture performs based on its locality and its time. And therefore, every city has its own taste. Every country has its own direction. Uh, and this doesn't mean that influences do not uh, gear you towards other directions. Mm. Beirut has always been a crossroads, and therefore this richness of the architecture of that period, we're talking about 20th century, let's say, uh, I think was excellent. And of course, I'm not talking about Beirut only. Mm. I mean Cairo, uh, Baghdad of the 50s and 60s, the art and architectural movement in, in Baghdad was yeah something really uh, extremely important for the Arab world itself, Mm -hmm. Uh, Damascus also. So each of these cities has its own character, Mm -hmm. but there is something that ties them. At the time, people moved a lot. We don't recognize it. We think that now we move more because of fast uh, transportation and so on. But even architects and professionals, they were moving. They were studying somewhere and then training somewhere Mm -hmm. and then building somewhere else. Uh, The borders were more open, actually, Mm -hmm. when you come to think of it. Mm -hmm. The borders between countries were more open. And that, of course, made it that you you have, for example, a lot of cities in the Gulf that Mm -hmm. were built by engineers coming from Palestine, from Syria, from Lebanon, from Egypt. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is recognizable, and the archives tell us about that, too. We've
0: talked a lot about the history of architecture and how important these archives are, but I'd like to ask yourself, are there any new initiatives or any new technology when it comes to architecture that the Arab region is developing as we go into the future?
1: Uh, anything that is extremely special to the Arab world, mm. I'm not aware of. Yeah. Uh, yet, of course, the Arab world is a part of this globe. Uh, that has to rethink what it does with its uh, nature, with its environment, and so on. And uh, also, the issue of participation is extremely important. Uh, Allowing people to contribute to their uh, built environment by, I'm not saying everybody's a professional. Of course, it's a professional field. Professionals have to do their work. Mm -hmm. Yet, opening up to the actual desires of people and including them in the design process, in the thinking process, in the programming process, what is it that the city needs uh, is extremely important. So I'm all in favor of bottom-up decisions rather than an imposed decision, whether it's from a government or somebody who's in, in charge or, or an architect who has uh, his ways of getting projects and so on. Uh, I think the most interesting thing when it comes to architecture is for it to be situated uh, lo- in, in its locality, in its need, Uh, and in the desires of the people. And definitely the archives of the 20th century tell us about this desire for modernism Mm. that you find in this architecture. The whole society was opening up and was looking for a bright future.
0: George, thank you very much for your time.
1: My pleasure. This is
0: Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.